Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thursday and welcome to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, we're with you here every week as we break down the five biggest headlines in Husker Nation here as we head into Saturday's game with Michigan, Steve Sipple. But our first couple of headlines are not about the game. It's going to take a lot to trump Michigan, Nebraska. Uh, but Trev Alberts and the university did here on Thursday as Nebraska's Memorial Stadium, which is celebrating its 100th year anniversary, will undergo a massive renovation project oh, God. at $450 million dollars. Uh, 225 million of which will be privately funded. Uh, construction, at least the early preliminary stages, will starting start to begin here in the spring of 2024. Uh, but the you know the the big news, and we'll get in this headline too, is South Stadium will be torn out and unavailable to fans in 2025. But um, your first reaction read to these renovations here at Memorial Stadium? It's massive. I mean, this is the biggest. This is the biggest facilities project i think in the history of the university it is dang near private state yeah it i mean 450 million dollars as you said i thought it would be closer to 300 but it's 450 they're going to blow up south stadium as you noted in your story today sean that the south stadium has never been renovated that's a 100 years it's never been renovated now they're going to rip it to the ground okay and start it again now th- this is this is it will disrupt the 2025 well I mean disrupt from a fan standpoint the 2025 season now Trev is also I think saying the 2020 yeah he is saying 2026 is also something that could be affected that this is if it all goes according to plan it would be only it would only affect the 2025 season but the way the AD talks is you almost and a project like this expect to, th- there to be holdups. So it could be 2026 too. Chair back seats, something people have talked about forever. Yeah, there's going to be chair back seats, East Stadium, West Stadium, South Stadium. You know, they, there's things like improved concessions, improved bathroom, new bathrooms, concourses. You know, amenities, concourses, all the stuff. Well, I mean, $450 million is going to be a lot. Well, yeah, and to kind of put that number in perspective, you know, just on another local project. So the Mutual of Omaha building is going to be built in downtown Omaha. That's going to be the tallest building in Nebraska's history. That's 677 square foot foot tall or tall or tall building. Um, that's a brand new building. That project is going to cost $600 million. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is, this is already a pre-existing stadium mm-hmm. that's going to be just spruced up and renovated for 450. So yeah. The, I mean, it kind of puts in t- to perspective oh, yeah, the yeah. size of this project because we're talking. I mean, think if they had to rebuild Memorial Stadium, what it would cost, like the yeah. whole thing. I mean, right. but just to do a renovation, it's almost the cost of what this 677 square foot or tall building, Mutual Omaha building, would cost. Right. Uh, but the big thing, I, you know, the concourses will be something to talk about 
because now you'll be able to get around the entire stadium everywhere on the ground level on the concourses like and yeah. then there'll be a second level concourse that will be 270 degrees won't be all the way around right. uh, but here's the key now if you had parking at haymarket park you wouldn't have to walk all the way around to get to the south to get in you could enter the stadium at any gate okay and get to your seats okay and, and that has always been a struggle for some fans because if you park somewhere else you got to get all the way around the other side to get into your gate right uh, because there might be only one or two gates that you could get into to go to your seats that will be a big thing but your the, the chair back thing is something and here's a uh, n- another look at it here megan just posted what that south end zone um is going to look like and uh how, how that's going to go there'll be more skybox suites and premium seating elements added um the north stadium steve sipple will be uh, no chair backs and there will be at least around nine thousand seats i'm told that will not have donations tied to them okay um and they're they're shooting for those to be like the 25 dollar tickets okay but they're gonna have to reseat the stadium rework the donation map plan because right now there's a grandfathering system in place there's a lot of things that have to get unpacked um but i think lost in the in, in the fine print is they're gonna reduce capacity down to the oh, mid 70s yes. yeah you think it'll be mid 70s yeah 75 76 i think we reported 80. 80 yeah that that was on the announcement of the stadium being 90,000 but the stadium is really 86 okay when you count the workers and media it brings it up to 90,000 yeah. game days okay. uh, but i think the seating is 86 okay so it would bring it down to like 75 wow now that is that's where it should be now that's where it was back pre, in the pre-99. day. Pre ninety nine. Yeah, back. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say back in the day, but it was. It was seventy five when I was growing up. I'm fifty seven. Fifty seven, Sean. Um, when I was growing up, it was seventy five. That's what it was. So they're going back down to, as you said, pre nineteen ninety nine. So my freshman year of college was the very first year of the new Skybox West Side. So. I, in my working career, I, I was credentialed my first game freshman year of college all the way since. I've always been in the new press box. I, I don't even know what the old one was like. I do. I do. Was it tight? Yes. It wasn't terrible, but it was it was tight. Now, Sean, you're full disclosure here to, to our listeners, our viewers. You are about as much of a stadium expert as there is. I have never paid all that much attention to it because it's a stadium. It's a construction. Then this is a construction project. I recognize it's it's gargantuan, but yeah, you you are very in tune with this type of thing. I've never bought a ticket to a game. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm invested in the sense terrible, I grew up going to games in South End Zone, right? Like our our seats were row eighty eight, and in a lot of ways, like the South End Zone is the grassroots, yeah, everyday working Husker fan. That that is the sure. part of the stadium. With the least amount of donors, high dollar seats, those are you know the diehards, the people that are important parts of your fan base, and so you know this is a major project because you've got to figure this out uh, because you're gonna you're gonna basically tear down an old house, yeah, and build really really nice houses on the south, mm-hmm. and then those people have to make a decision if they want to stay there, if mm-hmm. they can or want to pay the money or maybe move to the north, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, there's a lot here. Um, but the backfill opportunities of the stadium are what intrigue me the most. Backfill, so meaning all of the new Go Big project is three hundred fifteen thousand square feet. 
So when they move out of that, the football stuff moves into the new place. Oh, to the North Stadium. All of the things that are currently in the West and the North, and even the East, there's so many things that are going to be able to be done in the stadium now okay. uh, moving forward. You know, I think what you're going to see probably happen on the West side, like currently where the athletes eat and study, okay. that's going to be turned into some sort of sweet sports bar, lounge kind of club. Think so? Yeah, I think so. It'll be exclusive. It'll, it'll come with like, God bless Grant Hans. He goes, God, it's going to be really hard to get a reservation in there on game. Like Grant, you won't be able to get a reservation there. I mean, like that will come with your seats and you'll have to be probably in a regular, you know, that will be a premium amenity added to a seat where you'll get to go in this all-inclusive sports bar inside the stadium. And you think that's what they'll do? Yeah, that, that's what they said they're going to do. Oh, okay. It's the only kitchen in the stadium. Interesting. Uh, and so they, they can do a lot in there. I mean, there's a full kitchen already in there. Um, so you can turn that into like a, you know, a champions club inside the stadium, essentially. Okay. Where, you know, you, you can get to the game. Say, say Nebraska's playing Michigan at 2.30. You're going to be able to go in, hang out in the bar in the stadium, drink, eat lunch, watch college football, and then just mosey right up to your seats. Yep. I mean, they're going to make it cool. Uh, but again, I still think it's going to be important to keep that grassroots fan too. You cannot make Memorial Stadium all premium. Hmm. There has to be entry points for all points of fans. Okay, that makes sense. You know what else makes a great stadium? Really good football. Yeah. And uh, somebody <laughs> I was talking to the, the day said about this thing. They're like, you know, if we were if Nebraska was winning, I don't. I think people would figure out a way to to, to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. But I th I think so. I mean, we don't have to get into this long discussion about how it's more difficult to get the average fan to a stadium. We've been, we've, we've been through all that. The bottom line is Nebraska is going to make it a great experience for fans as, or as great as they possibly can. And I'm telling you, Sean, going back to 75,000 is a big step toward that. It is. It's interesting. Now, here's the thing about it that's interesting. What if Nebraska did get really good again? <laughs> I guarantee you the demand would exceed 75,000. That would be a wonderful prob problem to have. Well, there wonderful. was a God, time. I, I long for that to happen. There was a time before premium seating and booster priority points where that season ticket list was 10,000 plus long. Exactly. It's not that now. But once you start price tiering and having, you know, it, it makes it, it's, a, it's, you're not, the face value of the ticket is kind of a joke. I mean, very few people are paying just 56 bucks or whatever it is, or $70 to go to the game. I mean, it's much more than right. that to go to a game. Right. Um, when you, when you have to invest in season tickets, but yeah, there's a lot there. The money thing still intrigues me too, because they have to come up with $225 million private donations and private funding. We'll call it. And I don't know. I mean, how many people are just, I mean, I, with the, you know, how many more people are going to just be thrilled to write a check for a, a stadium thing? Why do you say that? Because it's a construction project. It's not sexy. You it's don't... not like the new academic or training table or weight room. Um, and and that that was built before NIL. Now we're in this NIL era. So so there's a there. Now this is what the a, a modern ads face: raising money for both a construction project and NIL. Well, they're, they're, they're in competition. Yeah, they're in competition. It's not the AD who's raising money for NIL, let me be clear. But there's competition for that money to pay play. That's yeah, very, very – and believe me, that's a real conversation that Trev has because I've had it with him. I mean, 
you, you're yeah, you're com there's competing dollars there. There's competing interests. If you're a high dollar donor or just a donor, where do you want your money to go? Do you want it to go to a construction project or do you want or a left tackle? A left tackle or QB. I mean, to me, know? there's much more prestige if you're a big supporter and saying, Yeah, that left tackle is here because of me. Yeah, and Trev does not want to hear you say that right now. But oh, but you, <laughs> you know, know versus saying? like these chairbacks, I bought them. You know, right. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I paid for the beer taps. That's the competition. I mean, so it, it's going to be a, a fascinating discussion. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Uh, before we get to headline number two, show is brought to you by Caldera Lab. We all know first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing somebody notices and instantly either uh, thinks you're way older than you are simple stop <laughs> or you just don't care about your appearances <laughs> Let's Sh stop. show them that you do want to make a great first impression by mm -hmm. getting on caldera lab i've been using caldera lab uh for the last several months it's a great product it's super easy to use um in the morning you put it on uh, wash your face it takes less than a minute to do you do it before you go to bed um and you feel the results your your, your face looks fresher your skin looks better um, it's a real easy three-step process. 94% of men's skin showed overall younger-looking appearances after using Caldera Lab for just a few weeks. We've got a great offer for our Husker Online users. Visit calderalab.com right now. Use promo code Husker, and you'll receive 20% off. That's calderalab.com, promo code Husker, to receive 20% off. Uh, Caldera Lab. Thank you again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us here on Husker Online Headlines. All right, let's take it, Steve Sipple, to headline number two on the show. Um, back to the stadium. How will the fans be impacted on this? And I think the biggest one, and we hit on this a little bit, is the South End Zone. Um, you're going to have roughly 22,000 fans in the South that are not going to have their seats for sure in 2025. And I think you almost need to prepare for 2026. Yeah, that's what the well. AD says. That's what Trev says. So how do they make this work? Yeah. How do they? Um, and somebody else I talked to, you said, you almost got a bank on 2026 too. It's going to be, I mean, you're, you're going to have to have everything go right for it just to be one year, weather, um, supply chain, all the things that, are uncontrollable. So at some point, they're going to have to come up with a different ticketing system. That com that conversation is not imminent. It can't be. And I wouldn't, if I were the AD, make it imminent. Now, you push that. You push that I back. think you wait until you really have to, but you have students in the South. Okay. You can't not have students at games. So, so the students are going to be taking. I mean, if you didn't take care of the students. You need the band and the students taken care of. So like, they're going to be shipped. In the South. They're, they're going to have to probably sit in the East somewhere. Somewhere like that, and. Yeah. I'm just guessing the 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 the, the ticket pool that's probably going to get cut out first is faculty and staff. I mean, you have thousands and thousands of 
tickets that don't have donations that go to faculty and is staff. Is that thousands and thousands? Yes. Is it? Okay. I mean, literally the whole east side, a lot of that is faculty staff. I mean, there's a lot of, so I, I would imagine that's going to be where a hit comes to, to, to try to relocate some people okay. and the students in the band. Uh, but you cannot not have 22,000 people all not paying. I mean, you have to figure out a way to get some of them in that have donations and whatnot, because you don't want to lose that money. Uh, do you know, do you understand what, a, how challenging this will be for an AD and how many, how many very unpleasant emails travel will receive during this process? Every email will start out. <laughs> my ticket has had, my family has had right. tickets for 50 years. My family has had tickets in their name for four generations. Yep. We're no longer going to keep our tickets. We're really upset. I mean, that that will be a lot of the emails Trev has to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and it won't be pretty, but no, not all of them. They won't. Some of them won't be very pretty at all. But some, you, some people will be fine. So, I mean, but if you're like Trevor, like, what am I going to do? Not tear down and do this project because your tickets. Right. I mean, it's, it will, it will be really, really difficult. Um, especially for possibly two years. Right. The reorganizing, the reorganization process will be very challenging and, and will, he'll have to say no to a lot of people. Sean, ADs have to say no. ADs often are pretty unpopular. They are because you know why? Somebody has to say no at sometimes. Sometimes sometimes people have to say no to fans. And an AD is usually the one doing it. Well, they've really had to squeeze it hard though to fill the south and the back of the north lately. Yeah. So I mean, you would hope that there's maybe three or five thousand seats a year that they're just squeezing like hell to fill. Mm -hmm. Whether it's companies buying them up or different ticket packages or whatnot. And maybe you figure out a way like, okay. We can't service everybody in the South with full season ticket packages. We've been able to figure out 6,000 seats and each person will get two games and you know, you, you'll, they'll kind of pair games together. I mean, I think you're gonna have to do something like that. Yeah. Where maybe you figure out a way to pair games together in seats that you relocate and move and everybody will at least still get a few seats. Cause I don't think you want to go potentially two full years of leaving key people out in the cold. Oh God, you never, may, you may not get some of them back. No, uh, it's going to be really interesting. Well, and my, I have a really good friend who knows the ticket industry well. And, and I mean, what he thinks will end up happening, it will be a, re, a receipt in that. Yeah. And so what will happen, I is, call it a reorganization, but a receipt is better. The grandfathering will be done. Oh boy. And they have to get rid of it. I mean, Nebraska is the only place in the world that has this many grandfathered seats where like your prices from like 1980 are still the same price. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. Little bits changed mm -hmm. since that time mm -hmm. and they have to kind of clean that up. I mean, Steve Rosen, um, who does business writing for us, broke, broke that down and Nebraska was the only stadium anywhere, anywhere that had the number of grandfather. I mean, we're talking 20 to 30,000 people right. with grandfather locked in Ooh, pricing. This is going to get interesting. And other places that we talk to might have a couple hundred. How far away are we from that discussion? Probably the winter of 20 or 2024. The, the, the off season of 2024 after the 2024 yeah. season. That's what I figured. I think you have to figure it out and, you know, figure that list out and squeeze it out a little bit. Is there any reason you'd have to do it before? I don't think there is any reason before then. Yeah, I think you. We're not ADs, Sean. You weigh all. You weigh everything out. 
but then like what you'd probably have to do is use it priority points. So the reseeding would probably be based on your, your priority points and the people with more points would pick first mm -hmm. and then they would get to decide what they want to pay, where they want to sit. Okay. Wow. And on and on down the line. Wow. But wow, this is a wow moment. I mean, the other thing about this is if you're taking the stadium down from 86 to 75, 75, but you still want to make the same amount of money, right? <laughs> they're not, they're not doing this to make less money. Steve simple. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah. So what are you suggesting? Higher ticket prices. So there's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, some of it will be good. Some of it will be high. Like, I mean, it will be very expensive. I mean, there's going to be a lot of premium options though. And I do think people want premium options. Not everybody. When you say premium option, what, what do you mean by Club, that? amenity access, restaurant, loge, okay. box. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things he said, like they, they're looking at potential field level boxes. Okay, you know, just really? like other things. Which they have at other stadiums. He wouldn't commit to the number of sky boxes they have. And when I wrote my book 10 years ago, they were at 102, I think. 102 sky boxes. And there might be a couple more they've added, though, on level six. So it might be like 105 now. But at that time, and I, I believe it's still the same, they had by far the most boxes in the Big Ten. They had more than Ohio State and Michigan. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, Sean, there's, there's going to be many, many conversations to be had before 2025 when it comes to this yeah it will be uh trev trev's got a lot of a lot of meetings gosh yeah he's this job his i mean as far as trev goes this will largely define his tenure i would think right because the fans in the stadium are the biggest thing this place has yeah but, and that's it's why it's much. here that's why yeah. we're here that's why matt rules making what he's making it's the fans in that stadium and i'll tell you something Matt Rule can't, this is not his purview at all, but the quality of the quality of Nebraska's football program is it's big in this, it's important in this conversation. It is. It will be going forward. I mean, you can't just expect that fans will keep putting up with mediocre football. At some point, they're not going to. You'll see an effect if that continues to happen. Again, that's not really rules concern. He can't. That's not. That's not why he does what he does. But that that's in the ads. That's got to be in the back of his his boss's mind, and not even too far back in his mind. And all right, before we get on to headline number three, this show is brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future, and they're looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision, and life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction? No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you the hands-on experience that you need to build a long, rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view testimonials from current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with crews and work sites across Nebraska. Wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. All right, headline number three, Steve Sipple. 
there's a strange lack of buzz for this game with Michigan and the stadium things kind of added to that because that's where all the talk is right now today. Uh, but the number two ranked team is coming to Lincoln to play Nebraska. And this is only the third time since Nebraska has been a big 10 member that Michigan has played a game in Lincoln. Okay. Now, first of all, did you feel that lack of buzz? Is that, is that something you feel? I just think there's this notion that Nebraska is not going to, you know, win this game. And, and a lot of people just have moved on already. They're, they're, I, yeah. I think there's just kind of like, yeah, we're not ready to play a team like Michigan. Okay. Okay. I think it's, I think it's the conversation's more nuanced than that. I, I do think there's a lack of buzz, but I think it's more about this game feels somewhat predictable. Not that Nebraska's way overmatched, though. You understand what I'm saying? What I mean, what's the score you're predicting? 27 13. That doesn't suggest way overmatched, no. but it does suggest predictable. Like, I feel like Nebraska fans are very astute and they're expecting something like you're saying, where a, a game in simple terms, Sean, where Nebraska's in it, they're in it, but you never really feel like they're going to win. That Michigan's probably in control most of the game. Nebraska's never really out of it, but they're never really in it. This is what I want. You know what would be beautiful? And this is, I'm surprised by this. I'm, I'm frankly, now I think different than a lot of people. I understand that. But I'm shocked by the lack of buzz for one reason, Sean. If Nebraska wins this game, the season and the expectations and the sort of the level of excitement turns on a dime. It really does. Because why? Because why? Because the West is, because the rest of the schedule, this, Sean, can I put it this way? The rest of the schedule after Michigan is as manageable as it will ever be for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Okay. For the rest of our lives. Because Oregon and USC and Washington and UCLA aren't here. There's right. no Ohio State. There's no Penn State. Nebraska will never have a schedule this manageable for the rest of our lives. Okay. If you beat Michigan and you face this schedule, all the possibilities in the world are before you. Did you write that this week? I should. I was going to say, this is a good call. Especially if you go beat Illinois, where you'll probably be a pick'em. Probably be a pick'em. Right? Pretty close to I mean, you think yeah. about the schedule. Michigan State on the road. All of a sudden, that doesn't look that bad. I mean, no. in Hell November, no. those players could be in the portal. Those right. coaches have a foot out the door trying to find their next job. Your toughest game might be a home game against Maryland. At Wisconsin at night tough now they haven't called it yet a night game but it right. is expected to be a night game but but right now if i were picking if maryland and wisconsin were playing on a neutral field i'd pick maryland that's all i'm saying sean i maryland's the fourth best team in the league right now in the big 10 not in a i mean the fourth best team in the big in the big 10 as a whole and you can't really name the fifth wisconsin probably by default yeah so that's why i'm a little surprised that there's not more buzz because the opportunity this presents and what it would take for Nebraska to pull this upset isn't a crazy notion. It is maybe force a couple turnovers, maybe get a pump block, maybe get something on special teams. And Sean, if you can get to 17 points, if you're Nebraska, there'll be major pressure on Michigan at that point. Because I think you got a defense here that can hold them in the in the in the kind of the early twenties. Yeah, there's two things about this game that worry you. Can Nebraska's defense get off the field on third down? Yeah, because you know it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's big. I mean, they're going to be really good at executing third downs. Yeah, they but, got McCarthy, who's a five. He was a five star quarterback. And then on offense, 
will they protect? Like, I mean, can, oh, yeah. are Good they going to find runs like we've seen? Not, probably probably not. not. So when they have to pass, can they protect Harburg? And we think it's going to be Harburg. Yeah. Can, and can he get it out? I mean, is he going to get can it, get it out? I mean, is he going to get it down? I mean, how are they going to move the balls when it, it comes down to Is Billy Kemp and Marcus Washington and John Bullock and Tommy Hill are the Alex are, Bullock or Alex Bullock? They're not are, moving John, are they? <laughs> they haven't moved him yet. <laughs> Alex um, but are they going to be good enough to get open yeah. against yeah. Michigan corners? Great question. Yeah, great question. The back, the, you know, the back, the back end of Michigan's defense, the front end's really good. They're, they're just good. I mean, it's the top rated scoring defense in the country. It's the they number- but they've also had the best schedule of anybody in the country. It's true. True. I mean, honestly, or most any. Who 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 has had an easier schedule? Well, Georgia, maybe maybe, somebody, Georgia, maybe Georgia. Maybe somebody. Are you talking Power Five? Yeah, yeah. Power well, five. most power non-Power Fives have to play teams. Good point. To Good get point. money. Yeah, I I wonder if they have the easiest. Schedule. Georgia's is right up there. I know this. Michigan fans are tired of. I heard I heard a Michigan writer on a radio show, and Michigan fans are tired. It's not just this year. It was last year too. They didn't play anybody last year in the non-con. Uh, this was the kind of schedule Frost wanted to put together <laughs> in the beginning of the year, remember? Yes. Trying to get out of the Oklahoma game just to, to get some wins. I mean, right. it's a bit, I mean, but it's like cra- Michigan and Georgia haven't played anybody and they're still ranked one and two. That's ridiculous, by the way, especially on Michigan's count. All it is is a reputation. Yeah, the ratings are born of what they did in recent years. That's exactly right. We're like, if you're being true on rankings right now, like Texas and Washington should be way higher. Or Ohio well, Ohio State. Ohio State now, too. I mean, Texas has a win in Tuscaloosa, and Ohio State has a win in South Bend. They should be higher. Michigan has Michigan has nothing. Georgia has, Georgia has nothing. Okay, so if Duke, and if, like, say a team like Duke beats, they beat Clemson. Say if they beat Notre Dame this weekend. They should be. A, like, they should you, be in the top eight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Michigan, Michigan, 49th nationally in rushing offense. They haven't gotten untracked. Um, 60th in total offense. Now, Blake Corm is, you know, the one, the guy you worry about as a, as, a, as the running back. Now he has been pretty good. 351 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. The number that really gets your attention, Sean, J.J. McCarthy completing 79.8% of his passes. He's hitting 80% of his passes. Uh, eight touchdowns, three interceptions, all against Bowling Green. He has not been stressed. No, no, not really. Uh-uh. That they're, you know, they've scored 30-plus points, and they haven't given up more than 10. So, yeah, it is what it is. That, that, now, that, this is what I'm getting at. What Can Nebraska stress them? And how would Michigan now? Michigan will probably react like a championship outfit. They've won two straight Big Ten championships. They got a lot of old players, but you'd want to see this this season how they'll react if it's ten seven Nebraska at halftime. You know, something like that. This schedule at Michigan. I mean, he's built it for this team to to peak in November. Like, yeah, yeah. September sure. is almost like a preseason month for, for sure. Yeah, and then October gets going. But then they're built up to play Penn State and Ohio State and go to the playoff. They're built up, yeah, for that. And also you could take that conversation and just apply it to a game. It's just one game. They're built to win in the fourth quarter, Sean. If Nebraska's up by seven going into the fourth quarter, it's still going to be really hard because they're they're going to keep hammering. They're going to hammer away and hammer away, and it's going to be 90-plus degrees, and your guys are going to get taxed. Now, maybe, maybe, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Rule has been playing all those guys on defense with this in mind. 
with this in mind. Maybe that's what he had in mind. Guys, we're not going to play 12 guys on defense against Michigan because we'll get hammered. We got, we got to, we're going to have to play 25, 28, 30 guys, or, or we're going to get hammered. Maybe rule like good leaders do think two or three steps ahead of everybody else, which is may, may have been the case. This game could be under three hours. So, I mean, it'll go fast. It'll probably go fast. I mean, both teams are going to pound it. Yep. Try yep. to. Yep. All right. Uh, before we get to headline number four, uh, the show and segment brought to you by CHI Health. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. This year, it's estimated that over 288,000 men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer and over 34,000 men will die from the disease. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, and I want to remind you all to talk to your health care provider about when to begin prostate cancer screenings. Men age 50 and older should talk with their health care provider about when to begin screenings. Finding prostate cancer early makes treatment easier. If you don't have a provider, visit chihealth.com to find a provider in a CHI Health clinic near you. Thank you again to CHI Health uh, for sponsoring the Husker Online show. Okay, headline number four. Mm -hmm. Is this the Heinrich Harburg show again? Seems to be, right? Matt Rule said on Thursday that Jeff Sims wasn't all, all the way back from his ankle injury. It just makes it's, it's a common sense discussion in my mind that the player that started against Louisiana Tech should start against Michigan the next week. That that's what makes the most sense. Um, now the variable that we're not altogether clear on is what's what's it look like in practice. But I haven't heard anything from my sources. I don't think you've heard anything from yours. It would suggest that Sims made a big jump on Harburg this week. I don't think that's happened. No. So yeah, I expect to see Harburg. I think it's going to be Harburg until he makes them have a reason to put Sims back in. Yeah. Okay. Whether that's injury or mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Harburg, if they keep winning, playing well, he's the guy. But I think you're right. But I would add this. They're going to need them both. Harburg, you saw him last week. He was taking shots last week against Louisiana oh, yeah. Tech. They're going to need both. And that's. That's what I'm sure they keep telling Sims. Smart people will tell you the way Harburg runs and plays, he won't be able to do that all year. You wouldn't think. And Michigan will be a gigantic, I'll call it a test in that regard, because Michigan, this is big boy football. Yeah, this they, is they, not the big aid in 1987. No, this I mean, is he's going to get hammered. He's going to get hammered on, on Saturday. There's a reason why in the NFL, quarterbacks don't run. Right. Hurt. The league, the Big Ten is like the NFL. It's the closest, like NFL scouts will tell you, it's the closest league to the NFL there is, more so than the SEC. You're right. I mean, just look at it through the through the prism of the option play. I don't think the speed option is going to be available against Michigan. They're too good on the edges. That that you know their defensive ends are long, long, tough great football players are out their backers flow really well they'll bring a safety down and he'll be a great one it's going to be tough to run a speed option on this team you know especially Harburg just keeping it and even like if you try like speed option pass like a, a pass out of a fake like are you good enough to execute that right without getting sacked <laughs> what we're getting to here is how's Nebraska going to move the ball <laughs> and Heinrich Heinrich is is obviously he's got to figure that out not on his own, but he's the impetus. If you win the toss, you're deferring, right? 
I don't. Yeah. Why do you say that? You want if you're Nebraska, you want your defense out there first, right? Yeah, I think so. The other part of this discussion is, and it kind of goes back to why there's a lack of buzz. I'm going to guess, Sean, that Michigan is better than Nebraska at every single position on the field. Reality. But you know what? So how do you win? Well, here's how you win. If your quarterback's really good, that's you can win. Now, that's putting a lot on Harburg. It doesn't mean he's got to be the best quarterback every, every week in the Big Ten. I'm not suggesting that. But if, if Nebraska is going to win this game, Harburg's going to have to be really good. Can you envision a scenario where Nebraska beats Michigan and we walk over here and do the show on Saturday night and say, man, they won, but Harburg wasn't very good? No. <laughs> I mean, how well, do you do that? How would you do it? How would you Michigan, do it? Harburg will need over 100 yards rushing. <laughs> and 200 passing. Once again, here we go. We used to do that with Adrian. Man, man, if, Ad- if Nebraska's going to win at Wisconsin – Adrian better run for 100 and throw for 250. So we're doing that again, right? Are we doing that again? We're just putting it well, all on the quarterback. My thing with the passing, though, is like who on Nebraska's receiving group can get big plays? Well, that's what that's been the conversation. Not all just season. standard plays, you that's know, like the, that's big the conf- plays. Right. There's no, there's no Palmer. Um, there's no Ture. Um, no Kenny Bell. No Kenny Bell. So, yeah, what do you do? I don't, that, that's where coaching comes in. It'll be, It'll be very difficult to move the ball, which is why, man, it's time get some turnovers. Yeah, you're not hey, gonna. This guy threw three interceptions against Bowling Green. Get one, get two. I mean, you're not gonna beat Michigan with station to station baseball. No, probably not. I mean, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to stretch out some singles to doubles. Yep. Yeah, using my baseball now. That was a, that was good, Scotia. That was really good. Station is, you know what I'm saying? Though. Yeah, station I know what station is. Station baseball. Is, yeah. You're not gonna, you're not just going to slap singles and advance runners from probably base. not. You're, you're going to have to do something bigger than that. Yeah, or hope McCarthy turns it over. Yeah, that's. I mean, he like I said, three against. He's a really he's an elite quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. You can't count on him throwing interceptions, but get some to try to get some turnovers. I think that's. Well, another thing, Sean. If you're even or minus in turnovers, do you think you're gonna be, you think you're beating Michigan? I doubt it. So we, you know what the formula is, and a lot of it's gonna be defense and special teams. Special teams are gonna have to be really good. All right, before we get to headline number five, the show brought to you by yeah, Underdog good. Fantasy. Uh, we are now in the peak of the NFL season, which means we are in the peak season of fantasy. You are you already know about fantasy underdog sports. Uh, want you to know what you don't know yet. Uh, from now until October 4th, they have increased their deposit match to $500. I'll be done. That means when you download Underdog and make that first deposit, they will double that number up to $500. Uh, so put $500 in, they'll give you $500. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game. And Pick'em, you pick whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can do 20 times your money by going five of five. Uh, They also have best ball mania. If you think you know football, you've got to check this one out. This year's best ball mania has 15 million in total prizes up for grabs with the winner taking home 3 million. So sign up today with promo code Husker to get your first deposit doubled up to $500 until October 4th, visit underdogfantasy.com 
or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with the promo code Husker to get your first deposit doubled up to $500. You must be 18 and present in a state where underdog uh, fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with play, call 800-522-4700 or visit in, uh, www.ncpgambling.org. Thanks again to Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring here on uh, the Husker Online Show. Underdog Sports, uh, proud sponsor here of the Husker Online Headline Show. All right, final headline, Steve Sipple. We're going to find out, is this Nebraska defense for real? Um, we've kind of gone back and forth in the stat, but they, according to NCAA.com, they lead the nation in rushing defense. Technically, James Madison, who I believe is not bull eligible, uh, they don't count in the NCAA stats because they're in a transitionary period. Uh, they're number one, but I mean, Nebraska's got one of the best rush defenses in the country. They do, and I talked about this on Husker Online radio show earlier this week. I, I think I talked about it. Um, you don't want this game to look anything like last year's game in Ann Arbor looked like, and that was Nebraska getting shoved off the line, Nebraska, Michigan's offensive line shoving Nebraska off the line of scrimmage. Um, and really, in the second half, it was really pronounced. Where, But I don't think it will happen. Michigan's not as good up front this year as they were last year and Nebraska's better up front their front seven Nebraska's front seven is pretty formidable Nash has gotten better right Nash Hutmacher Ty Robinson's gotten better um Cam Lenhart's playing at a high level Gunnarsson is you know Gunnarsson's playing pretty well you like the linebackers um so I I don't think it'll look like last year I do think it's real I, I think this this defense will hold in there Pretty well. I, I got hold in there through four. It's got to be four quarters. Can Nash Hutmacher eat up two guys too? That's big. I mean, yeah. he's done that well the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. If he can eat up people, it's going to make the backside. Now, we did get good news on Luke Reimer. Uh, Matt Rule said on Thursday that Luke Reimer is on track to play in this game. Big, big. Be I mean, big because he's capable of you know being it's that guy who man. makes six to ten tackles, but also yeah, he'll be unfazed by all this, and he gets the defense set really well. Um, he understands what needs to be done. He'll get players in the right spots. So yeah, this is that that is that is really good news. Really good news for Nebraska and Cam Lenhart. Cam Lenhart is questionable. Oh, they've put him questionable. Matt Rule said on Thursday questionable. Ooh, because Tony White said on Tuesday. He was back in practice going full go. And maybe Rule is just trying to kind of temper it a little bit or play a little smoke screen out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you're the, the, the headline, we'll find out if Nebraska's defense is for real. We absolutely will. Um, we will. I mean, this, is, this is as good as they're going to play all year. Can they get home on four? With four. Man, with four. With four. One, can their blitzes be effective and not be picked up? Right. There's a lot. There's a lot that's going to go into this. But you know, a lot of it's patience too. Um, they got to, they got to, they got to, because Michigan's going to hammer away. Michigan's got to be patient, is what I'm talking about. Michigan's going to hammer away, hammer away. Can Nebraska have? I heard you talk about it on your Omaha KFAB show. There's a mental test here with Nebraska where I could see this game being close going into the fourth quarter, but is that where Michigan gets the advantage? Where, because you know what they think. Oh, we'll win it in the fourth quarter. That's what Michigan. Yeah, it's thinking. like, oh, I'm going to last 12 rounds with Bud Crawford, but I'm still going to get smoked in a in a decision. You know? Right. Like, yeah. So yeah, 
that's you're right about it's 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 a physical test but it's also a mental one in michigan because they're in the what the eighth year of harbaugh the ninth year of harbaugh they they're an established program with veteran players do they have a distinct advantage in that situation probably unless nebraska on a given saturday says no 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 we're we're going to the wire with this team that's what you hope nebraska has a lot of veteran players too I'm excited, you know, then they come back for a short week, mm-hmm. Illinois Friday. Yeah. Well, think about, again, I go back to our, what we were talking about earlier, that the lack of buzz is strange to me because of what could happen if Nebraska wins this game and the way the rest of the season, you the way you look at the rest of the season, which is, oh my God, oh my God, look at this schedule. This is, again, we'll repeat it because it's, it's bears repeating. Nebraska will never again have this manageable schedule in our lifetime. Yeah, when, you never beef up, when you beef up the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. It'll never be. And even, I mean, it's just Nebraska's got a good schedule this year. Really manageable. Yeah. It's really because the West is not as good as we even thought. We didn't think it was going to be very good. And it's even worse. Yeah. The Big Ten, to use a restaurant, it's like a, it's like a nice steak, but you're adding a side of lobster, salmon, and crab with this thing. I mean, it's it's going to be a full plate every week. Oh God, yes. Yeah, I mean, when you hard. add the teams that are coming in this league, it's. I mean, it's already a tough conference. Yeah. But Nebraska was protected for the last several years of this West Division. Right. That's they're gone. really protected this year. You know, the crossovers are are, are aren't bad. Um, so yeah, let's let's see. I mean, that's what I'm, Sean, Sean. This is why this game's so exciting to me. I mean, because because it, it could change things on well, a dime. And divisions dissolving, it's big for everybody in the West. Like Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota without the West division. Yeah. Now Iowa. What are you saying? I mean, it's, they would have had the success. But Iowa got a gift. Like they got to keep Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota as permanent opponents. Yeah. So like they at least get a full Western plate every year. Mm. Where Nebraska is just going to get Iowa, and that's it. Yep. And you know they're going to get – I think it's going to be a rotational thing with USC and UCLA. They'll get one of those every year. Okay. Okay. And then they'll get Washington or Oregon every year. Oh, man. They'll, I think they'll, oh, of the four God. Western teams, they're going to get two of them every year. That's my prediction. Look at those teams right now. Look at how good they are. Yeah, Washington yeah. is rolling. Washington, USC, and Oregon are legitimate national title threats right now. And UCLA is ranked. Yeah, UCLA is not bad. They only put seven on Utah. I don't know what what's going on on offense at UCLA, but those other teams are legitimate. In fact, the Pac-12 could easily – not easily, but they could get two in the final four. No one's getting two this year, though. You don't think so? No, because I think the Big Ten champ's going to be set up to go in. Um, you know, Florida State, Texas are in really good positions to get in the playoff. And then you've got a, the Pac-12 winner. And then possibly Georgia. You have, okay. you really have five teams. Yeah, you're probably right. Now I'm not convinced. I'm Notre Dame state. if they want out because they play USC. Yeah, uh, they, they they could fight their way back in the discussion. It's doubtful though. I think that Ohio State game in South Bend really hurts Notre Dame. I wanted to think Florida State was a real threat to win it all. But the last two weeks, I haven't seen it. Boston, well, they squeaked by Boston College, and they shouldn't have beat Clemson. If they go undefeated, they're in. Yeah, the but that's is, a big if. Florida if. State loses one. That's a big if. You know, you know, the ACC did away with divisions, yeah. so like they're going to have to probably they could potentially rematch Clemson. Yeah, it's a big if. I'm telling you, I've watched. Them Actually, last I don't two know weeks. if they'd rematch Clemson. 
I don't know, but I'm telling you, I've watched Florida State the last two weeks. It's a big if that they're going to go undefeated. Duke, if Duke somehow wins the ACC. My God. Yeah. You see, if Duke – see, that's an example, though, for Nebraska fans. It's an example of why they should be hopeful. If Duke can do it, you can do it. If Duke can do it, you can do it. The difference is like you a can place like up. Duke, their fans don't get into the recruiting and the inside baseball stuff. They they just believe in the guys they recruit, and it works. And, they're, and we're a place like Nebraska – you have to recruit the highest of the high. Otherwise, the fans think you're like settling on play. I mean, I just think there's much more pre- pressure at Nebraska in everything you do. But if you're Matt Rule, you can't worry about that. No, and he's not. I mean, look at his recruiting class. Right. I mean, he's taking a lot of guys that don't have that many offers. Rule won't worry about that. His personality is such that I don't think he'll let that no. sort of discussion. I mean, he's taking 10 or 15 guys that I bet Frost wouldn't have taken. Right. Rule's not going to feel that. So, I mean, seriously, they've probably taken 10 commits that I'm not sure Frost would have taken, right. but he believes in the athletic measurables and abilities of these guys. And they have those camps mm-hmm. and he, that, so that's his way of doing it. He, well, he trusts himself. I mean, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not insecure about right. criticism on a, on a, on a recruit. Yeah. It's not just himself. Either. He trusts his staff. He trusts Evan Cooper. He trusts, he trusts his guys. All right. Well, we have our post game show, Steve Sipple. We're planning on eight thirty, mm-hmm. um, eight thirty Saturday night for the always very popular Husker Online post game show. Robin Washett will join us, and uh, those are a ton of fun. I mean, we generally get over a thousand live viewers on the show, twenty thousand views, fifteen thousand views each show. So those are as highly viewed as anything we do, and we have a lot of fun doing them. What's that lager you guys have been drinking? Cornhead Lager. If they if Nebraska wins the game, I'll have two on air. Double like a double fit, like a double. Well, fit. no, I'll drink them separately, but you know, I'm not gonna drink them simultaneously. I was gonna get you a sombrero and a margarita. If they win, I'd consider and I guarantee you I could say, Hey, meet us in the post office lobby of the Haymarket, get Steve Sipple a margarita. Yeah, if they win, uh, we'll consider anything within reason. <laughs> Within, within reason. All right. So thank you for uh, joining us here at Husker Online Headlines. Make sure you check us out at HuskerOnline.com. Got a lot of great coverage here heading into the Michigan game. Tunnel Talk will be on Friday. Obviously, Steve Sipple's column, Robin's work, my work. Uh, we got basketball Friday, too. Opening night. Uh, we didn't even get into uh, that, but it's football season, Steve Sipple. Yeah, it's not basketball season. It's so, Michigan's in town. But uh, make sure uh, you check us out, HuskerOnline.com. Uh, try us out for a month for a dollar. You can get a full year for $109. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan, signing off for Husker Online Headlines.